Going once, going twice, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod, an accessible and easy way to get into or help understand the goings-on of the property market. Join Aaron, John and Pat as they discuss all things real estate, most likely get sidetracked and then try and rein it all back in as they present The Property Pod. That's right. You're listening to the Property Pod again. Thank you so much for lending yep. us your ears. Yup, yup, yup. That's John McGregor playing hype man today. <laughs> Feeling a bit hyped this morning, mate. Well, uh, we should also, you know, this this Property Pod should be, you know, powered by uh, Agent Cooper. Oh um, yeah, and Shaker Leg Junior. Shaker Leg Junior. Yep. <laughs> I've been waiting how long before you gave him a plug, John. <laughs> You're welcome, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to make sure your rent keeps getting paid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's damn good coffee, though. It's well, so nice having oh a nice yeah. coffee out this well, end of the world. When, um, uh, when, the, fir- when the, the coffee shop first opened next door, uh, it was sort of just coincided at the same time I was tracking my expenses and it was almost frightening. There were, you know, I suppose the previous year, almost nothing on coffee, the following year like $1,200. And I went, oh, my God. That's oh, I feel pretty confident my office pays a full wage for somebody yeah. each year. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So John's pretty hyped up on coffee at the moment. How are you feeling, Patty? I'm feeling pretty good. Ready to get into another week. Mm. Yeah. No. How you been feeling? Like, let's just have a little um, a little chat before we get cracking. How you been feeling? The property pod's been going. Uh, slow and steady. Um, the first couple of weeks or the first couple of episodes were a little bit slow out of the gates, but yep. it's good to see that our listenership is definitely growing in each week. Um, when I look at the analytics on our back end of our system, we're now getting constant listens every single day, which is really exciting. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, whether or not people are liking the content, I guess we'll find out as time goes on. But well, um, for me, it's fun. It's not here to be as like obviously we talk about serious topics, but we're trying to do it in a bit more of a fun and interesting way. I just think it's really cool just to see you guys interact in the professional way but with the banter that you guys have always had, like kind of why we put this together was you talk about this stuff but Mm. you talk about it in a way that's accessible and easy to listen. It's amazing to see kind of like, John, you'll send a link through and be like, oh, I did a little bit of research and even I did my research in the past Mm. and it kind of is keeping you guys on top of your game in sense of, of being agents? Yeah, I, that's a good point, actually. I have never read as many domain articles as what I have the last <laughs> four weeks. <laughs> yeah, so even yeah, if yeah. it isn't yeah, actually reaching too far out into the world, yeah. it's keeping you guys on top of your game. And so it's almost like a really good um, revisionist tool and we get to hang well, out. Yeah, you, you don't you don't really know. It's hard to know what you really know until you have to teach it. Yeah, that's or, a good point. Or, or think about it. Yeah. Um, and well, like I... I, I when we first started, one thing my my brother had mentioned he's just like, mate, you know, if just if you create something you enjoy, you know, you'll find an audience. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I think we're we're really lucky. Our relationships, I suppose, are really unique in that. Um, I don't know if there are too many other different companies. You know, if if you're in comp- if theoretically in competition with each other, they could still be doing what we're doing. Yeah, I can't it's, imagine. It's just a, we're we're in a lucky, really, uh, you know, I feel we're blessed situation for that. I can't imagine Ronald McDonald gets together with the whoever Colonel. Hungry Jacks or the Colonel, yeah, yeah, and they have a little chat like, oh, what have you been putting How, in your chips this I, week? I'd just love to see like a mascot Royal Rumble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take Grimace. <laughs> <laughs> finisher. <laughs> I don't know how. Um, who's the who's who's the garbage guy from uh, Sesame Street? Oscar. Yeah, just running around smacking uh, people. Pure in the rage. Yeah. Absolute pure rage. Gonna be absolutely mad. Absolutely mad. 
No, but I think, well, I mean, for me, um, I mean, that's, I suppose, where other directions where this podcast can go is we really don't mind people throwing in questions and stuff as well. So, yeah, no, but it's fun to, fun to produce it. No, cool. Look, I just thought it'd be nice to um, just have a, a quick little debrief and decide whether we're having a good time. I am. Looks like you guys are. Seems so, to be going well so far. Yeah. So we um, we might get into this week's deep dive. I'll um, I'll throw to a quick ad and then we'll jump uh, jump into this week's deep dive. Four One Four Real Estate has been operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since two thousand and six. With their innovative approach to marketing and managing your property, they have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at four one four dot com dot au. Alrighty, let's deep dive into this week's topic. So this week we are planning to talk about selling a tenanted property. Mm. So I have lots of fun going into tenanted properties and taking photos, meeting lots of lovely tenants. Um, obviously you guys have the responsibility of looking after the tenants and the vendors of the houses. How do you go about doing it? Well, if I could throw back a question, sorry mate. I'd be interested to know what your experience is like when you're taking photos in an owner-occupied property versus a tenant's property? Have you noticed any Ah, uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely um, challenges on I both sides. I can probably pick one straight away. Mm. With an owner, they're happy for you to be there, but a tenant, it feels more like you're invading their personal space. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. So, so it's just that balancing act to make sure they feel comfortable. And look, it's funny. There's... There's some tenants that are absolutely amazing. Me and Pat have been to a few places where the guy ended up giving Pat some Pokemon cards and he helped oh, move oh, everything around really his house. Cool. And yeah. Like he knew that Pat's son was interested in Pokemon. So there's times when you go in and you'll spend time with them and they'll make amazing coffees, they'll look after mm. you. And, and then there's other times where, yeah, you're invading, or well, not invading their space, but... That's what it can feel like. It, that's what it can feel like. And then, yeah, if you're an owner-occupier and you're trying to sell, it can obviously be very different in the sense that they want it to be presented as schmick as possible and as beautiful and are happy to to do anything to, to assist in that sale. Mm, mm. So, yeah, I guess it's it's just a balancing act. That's part of, I guess, what you guys do yep. and what I do. Myself, I yeah. want to throw back probably a question earlier than that and mm. it's probably the different experiences you have as is probably <laughs> more so how the agent explains to the tenant that the house is going up for sale. A thousand mm. So I think... Mm. For me, to give you some context or some example, if I listed a property that is tenanted, I'll make sure the owners are aware that I'm going to give the tenants a call, try to catch up with in person to sit down and talk to them about it. If that's not possible, I'll give them a call. But I want to make sure the tenants feel like they're actually involved in the sale process as well and make them feel like they have a voice and they have a a say in what happens. So straight off the bat, we'll explain to them, look, how do you feel about getting photos? Are you okay with that? And if they give us consent, obviously we organise you. Yep. We try to work around their timeframes as well. So I'm always, when I'm having that first initial conversation with them, I'm explaining to them their legal rights, which I'm sure John's going to touch on shortly. Mm. Uh, But I go further and say, look, this is what we can do. However, we don't want to work that way. We want to take that extra step. And are there certain days that are better for you than others? What are they so that I can make a note in my system and I can try to schedule appointments around what works for you rather than me telling you this is what's going to happen. Yeah, And I think that can be the real difference between tenants being a little bit more open and accepting when you get there as versus... It's all that groundwork for sure. Through the whole process, I guess. I'm just one part of the cog in the machine of getting it out there. I guess Mm. let's keep resetting this all the way back. Let's just... just (laughs) What have we started at the end? (laughs) 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 It's kind of we've done a memento and we're going backwards. But all right, I've got a house, I've got a tenant in it and I want to sell it. Mm. What do I do? I'm thinking about talking to one of you two guys as an agent. What do I need to do? So, as you know, the house is a family business, but so my mum always said when it comes to tenancies in, in this industry is always fall back on legislation 
first. Like yep. that's our black and white. And I frame that purposefully because both when we're educating the tenants and the owners, it's really important for them to understand what we can and cannot do. Because obviously in the event that an owner um, has an expectation of, of our job and what we're intending to do, we are controlled uh, in what we can do by the constraints of the Act, which I think is really important for both parties to understand. Yep. Um, so our, our first process is exactly like Pat, is it, it becomes in, in, in you know, giving them the information so they understand exactly what their rights are. And, and in that then there's one, there's an element of trust and two, they've got control. With the legislation, for example, a couple of points where you can find um, frequently asked question guides in around the net, and there's a lot of good ones, often doesn't actually get into the nuance of, of the specifics. So for a tenant, for example, we have to describe that um, they, there's section, I can't remember what it is, but it's number 55 by the looks of my phone. But there's the point of, um, you know, quite, uh, quite, enjo- uh, quite enjoyment it starts. Certain photographs not to be dis- displayed by owner, right of entry and a few other bits. So off the first one, um, Pat quickly disclosed, is where he's having that discussion with the tenant to say, yep. look, can we take photos? Well, th- the Act specifically describes that the tenant has the right to refuse photos getting taken. So that's why we have to get it in writing. It describes that you don't need permission to take an outside photo, but you need permission to take the inside photos and they still have the right to choose what um, you know they what can and can't be displayed. So that's a, it, that's a real important So thing. it's protecting the rights of the that's tenant as well as the vendor Absolutely. of the house. So, yeah. so according to the Act... When are we allowed to show the property, John? Is there certain days, times? Yeah, yeah. So it describes it. Um, obviously, we also have to get. Um, oh, that was that was quite sweet. That was our in eternal office screens, All getting right. some stats and congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I do you love those. I do love those screens. It's like I'm at a bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who wants to know, apparently I just sold a house according to the board. So go me. Patch out for coffee. <laughs> So when um, now with when it comes to right of entry, the tenants have two points. So right to quiet enjoyment. But when a property is selling, is that the the owner is able to uh, able to give them forty eight hours written notice and and is able to show the properties between eight and six pm, as far as I understand. So now the tenant can refuse the right to that inspection. Now the, the agency or the owner must be there present with the with the purchaser or prospective tenant in that case yep. um, and they can't show it any more than five times in one week but there's no restrictions on which day of the week it is that's as long as the notice has been provided it can be potentially a weekend if we can work out a time with a tenant yeah that's right and the other thing too is that anything there is a provision in the act there that describes it can be anything provided there's written agreement between both parties so they can negotiate that and that's i suppose where the role of the agent the owner has to be really mindful of the tenant's right of enjoyment because you want it to be as smooth process as possible and i think you did it you said it really well pat where you're working with the tenant first about saying look when are the ideal times for you look and i normally start the conversation is look i know it's not fun to sell a home you're Mm. currently renting i totally understand we're going to be frustrating for you and be an inconvenience to yourself yeah but we want to make it as smooth as possible and as easy for you so that you can walk away with an enjoyable experience out of it Mm. so it's all about minimizing the frustration for the tenant whatever way we can and Mm. we've gone as far as well as with tenants when we're showing properties if they go above and beyond I'll fling them a, a gift voucher to say thanks and a show appreciation because I think that goes a long oh, way yeah. to helping them understand that we know it's not fun for them mm, and mm. there's nothing in it for them at all. Like no. there's literally I, nothing in it for them. So we're yeah. just trying to find a way to make them feel better about the experience so that they don't get frustrated with it and are more willing to help us in the times that we need. Yeah, absolutely. I guess like home security is kind of a big thing. Like if you want to feel safe in your home, yeah. that everything's okay. Say a vendor wants to sell their rental property can they kick out the tenant i guess i'm just trying to think of it as the i might be able to ask that question for you if the, if you could, what you're asking is if if the property comes in the market can the vendor or the owner break lease 
won't yeah, well, I guess like, the tenant yeah. wants to know, um, yeah. am I getting kicked out? Yeah, because I, I feel yeah. like that would be the biggest fear if I was renting a property and they said, oh, we're coming to sell it. It's like, oh, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Yep, yep. Is, is that something that can happen? Uh, so the, the, the ways in which – so the, the tenancy lease will, you know, supersedes everything first. So if you've got a nine-month lease and the property goes on the market, you have full rights regardless of change of ownership to be able to see out the terms of that lease. So oh, okay. So that contract is in place. It can't be negated by yeah. a new so owner yeah. coming in and saying, yeah. I want this house. So any purchaser that buys the property – Yep. has to buy it with the understanding they're taking over that lease until it expires. Yep. Uh, okay. Yep. And to, to let's deep dive even further, specifically on the contract of sale, there's um, a, you know the clause of availability, and in that case, the purchaser has to, if they want to, you know, take it over. It says the right to receive rents and profits. So yep. that is then you're purchasing the property as an investment. Okay, yeah, cool. Now, there are a couple of exceptions to that rule. I hope, I'd have to revisit it, but in the event that, you know, if it's unfortunate the owner dies, there's different. Um, if the bank takes mortgagee in possession, well, then, the, then they, can term, they can terminate the lease. And there's a couple of extreme examples where, you know, unfortunately the, the tenant has to go. Yeah. Or, or can, can be justified for notice to vacate. Now, with that said, though, how we would handle it, common practice for us is um, the we're still required even on a non-fixed term. So if the, or the, if the tenant's, you know, like there's not a lease in, official lease in place yep. uh, or fixed term, um, the, you're still required to give 42 days, which becomes 45 clear days notice. Um, what so does clear days? So you, you imagine you, know, you send out a letter, it's deemed to be received the next day. Oh, okay, yep. sure. So in that instance then, even if you're on a non-fixed term, at the very bare minimum, you have to be given what becomes 42 to 45 days. Sure. And then on a contract, for, if a purchaser wants vacant possession, um, often we'll negotiate the idea that, look, we'll have a 60-day settlement time frame so that it gives us plenty of time for the obviously issue that required notice and it gives us a bit of flexibility in case something happens you know because you never know what the life ex- life expect you know what's going to happen to the tenant in that time you know something might fall ill on the last day so you want to have some flexibility so it doesn't become a real mess like you guys said before it's it's not a it's a hard process to work through sure so you, you, know, you do everything you can to try and mitigate any risks in the future an extreme example we had was a family um, with like three kids. The parents work split shifts. Um, he had a lot of stuff that he had to protect, um, and he we we though we um, didn't have you know technically like we discussed we didn't have to give them this much leniency. The only times we ended up showing this property was between four and five on a Thursday evening. Oh yep, so that um, was the only time it was available. Really restrictive. And look, we and we had this discussion with the landlord, and he really like the tenants. Yep. And so, to look so, after them. That's right. So um, that became a negotiation. So when we purchased a cold, we said Thursday, four to five. But I want to see it somewhere else. Sorry. Which was really limiting, you know. But the owner accepted that risk when we had the discussion. And lucky enough for the tenants, they didn't have to stress because they knew that look, all they had to do was get their family ready once a week when yep. the whole unit was there, drive out for an hour and come back. Yeah, sure. And it also meant that when the purchasers got to experience the property um, that's another thing is that can be an, you know, an awkward situation if the tenants are still in the property while it's being shown and purchasers are trying to, you know, walk around and assess the property or yeah, look at sure. the property, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I guess like mm. it's kind of what you're describing sounds like all the legislation and stuff is made for both parties to be <coughs> accommodated for, but mm. ultimately you could deliver that letter and say we're coming in two days whether you like it or not. Mm. However, the way you've operated is we're going to look after the tenant and the vendor or the landlord's happy with this. Mm. So we're just going to make it this one hour. Like you could do it a completely other way and be barraging in as long as you're giving the notice. Yep. But the way you've gone about it is 
where you want to keep the peace and yeah. And well, and, and well, the other thing too, there is a provision there that the, the tenant can decline the inspection. Yeah. Um, you know, given fair reasons, but and that and that's that's I suppose a real sort of the way I look at it. That there's a lot of greys in this area in real estate, but the black and white comes back to the points of legislation. And in, and fundamentally in these in these circumstances, if you're requiring to have your back up against the wall and saying, look, because of this, well, you've you know, there's something sour in the relationship anyway, and you probably want to be dealing with that before you go through the process. I mean, another look. Here's here's a here's a one of the really hard situation we had once with with an owner that they they'd been looking after the property privately, yep. and the the banks were closing in, and they couldn't have one week's drop off in rent. Otherwise, it was that was that was it. The property was taken over. So we had to show this property with the tenants in there and look in the end it was it was an absolute nightmare. So we just had to no one would answer their phone so we just sent a letter 3 days before and we're coming. And I remember I was sitting at um I was drove up well had the purchasers with me and we opened up the the garage door and you couldn't see to the back wall because it was so filled with bong smoke because oh. the tenants and his mates were just charring up in <laughs> in the garage. And oh man it was it was shocking. <laughs> But the, but the problem, the owner had come to us with a problem. Like they said, well, we need to sell it because I can't. Because we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're right we're, on a knife's edge here. Yeah, exactly. So then when we couldn't, and the tenants didn't care, um, so we had to we had to go for it. Wow. Um, and you know, it was, I, I think me and the purchaser probably had a chuckle after that too. I was going to say, <laughs> I hope you didn't get a contact high from that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But unfortunately, you know, there, there are some extreme, there are some really um, amazing experiences because I mean, 99 times out of 100, everyone just wants it to go smooth as oh, possible. Of course, yeah. But every now and again, I mean, there are some extreme, there are some hard, you know, ex- things that we have to go through that, yep. you know, that are unfortunate for a lot of owners and tenants. But I mean, that's our job to navigate through it. All right. So, key takeaways, just mm-hmm. as we finish up on this one, is yep. basically the key to selling a rental property <coughs> is to make sure you build rapport with the tenant pretty quickly. You mm. agree? Yep. 100%. Um, any tenant doesn't need to stress about potentially being kicked out of a property when it sells. Nope. They have the right to stay in their property until the end of their lease. And and um, and they have to be given the appropriate notice too. And that's what yep. I was going to follow on with the yep. last key point is that even though we may build rapport and get exceptions to the rules, mm. the end of the day is that we need to provide 48 hours notice before we inspect a property and it can only be between the hours of, what was it again? Uh, eight and six. Eight and six. So yeah. yep. they're the Any key day take. of the week. Any day Any of the week, week but yep. no more than five days a week. So if you are a tenant out there and you're stressing about that situation, that's basically, in a nutshell, your rights when it comes to selling a rental property. Yeah, and look, if you're ever confused, you do have the resources like the Tenants Union and as well. Like They can give you a good sound advice, got a good team there. Um, but, I mean, from our perspective, is just work, you know, you'd work with your agent, work with your owner, um, and you should have nine times over ten a good experience. Yeah, cool. Excellent. As a family-run business, First National Real Estate McGregor understands that the property market can be stressful. However, with a strong team in both sales and rentals, we are here to guide you through the property maze. Find out more today at McGregorFM.com. Yeah, so uh, just on the past weekend, the Australian Real Estate Conference, also known as ARIC, was held on the Gold Coast. Um, did you guys have any representatives from either of your firms at the conference this year? Yeah, so normally we have a pretty good turnout to it each year. Yep. Um, a lot of my team tend to go up. Unfortunately, this year it was only Paul, our manager, that was able to attend the conference this year. Yep. Uh, I didn't actually attend as I'm heading over to America for a different one later in the year. But oh, yeah. It is a great conference. Um, there are 
bit over three and a half thousand agents that normally attend over two days on the Gold Coast, so it is just an absolute buzz. We should have sent Paul with a little uh, voice recorder to see if we could get some sound bites for <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. Well, I think maybe as a group we should be attending next year for the property pod. That's so good, yeah. yeah, go up there, have some fun, meet some people, and potentially work on some interviews. I did see um, those guys from Sydney that are they've got a podcast as well behind the suits. Oh yeah, they, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw there was like a live takeover of. Uh, lead agent, I think it was. Yeah, yeah so I so saw that and they were podcast, like doing live. Looked really cool. I'd be really interested to check out. I'm not sure if the podcasts are live now that they did or you needed to live stream them. But, mm. yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that went for those guys. Do you actually – because you've, you've been to quite a few over the years now, haven't you, mate? Uh, this is my first year I haven't gone for about the last five years. So I've mm. been a regular attender of it. Yeah. Um, I guess I really like it because Eric is all about implementation that you can bring back to the office Monday morning and just go with. Mm. So uh, they have big, massive keynote speakers, which is fantastic, but they also bring it back down to local agents in different areas that are performing really well. So mm. they could be agents from, you know, well-established suburbs in Sydney, but they could also be well, – they've had agents from little rural towns as well that are just kicking goals in their own little spot. So um, – Tasmania a couple of years ago had a Launceston agent on there on stage talking about how he's doing stuff in Lonnie, which is fantastic. Mm. So it's really exciting to see how other agents are doing what we do on a daily basis and to learn tricks and that they're using and it's a very collaborative experience. So everyone's there to share. Everyone's there to give an opinion on the best way to do it and it's all for the benefit of trying to help bring the best knowledge and the best experiences back to clients in your own marketplace because a lot of the, the stuff that you've brought back um well, we've always caught up for a coffee after you've come back and a lot of the new ideas you've been as a result of that conference isn't it? Well, yeah well that's it mm. actually conferences in general a lot of ideas <laughs> come from <laughs> yeah. this podcast being one of them yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so earlier in the year i was at one in melbourne and the podcast didn't actually come up in the conversation but mm. advertising through social media and building brand awareness and building um, educational series of information rather than just asking for business mm. give information out and that's what we're trying to do with this podcast is basically really just show to the people that we have lots of knowledge and we want to give it to you so you're you're better educated and you have a better understanding of what's happening yeah and i think remember um that's one thing i really like i suppose in the future is just don't um the thought would be that, you know, real estate agents, the custodians of all this information, refuse to give it out to try and leverage a negotiation point. But that's just – those times are gone. You know, it's just like provide all the information so people can provide – have a Rather than having a experience. paywall behind yeah. something, yeah. it's just like let the info out there and let the people have it. Yeah, exactly. Information is king. Yeah, well, and I think we're um, – when we're having a uh, discussion with Sarah Bell from AIR, is it um, having that um, – uh, having that, all that sort of base information covered um, enables you to go into a better conversation about what people really need. So it's like, oh, you know, what are the rates, water, all that kind of stuff, just the, the surface information. Once that's all covered, you can quickly get into something that's more meaningful. You can build that rapport like we were talking about in the last section. It's all about being human and yeah. interacting with one another. Yeah, exactly right. And I think that's why you guys are in the game. Mm. So yeah. why not get out there and do it? Exactly, and I think that's the beauty of what conferences are, be it ARIC, be it um, different yeah, conferences around Australia that people attend, uh, property management, sales, it doesn't really matter. Mm. It's about benefiting your own industry and learning to improve yourself so that you can then provide that information onto other people. Mm. And that's what we're here to do. We want to make sure that we're giving the best experience possible to people. Plus it's a tax deduction. <laughs> <laughs> a 
planets on the Gold Coast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like last year when the Logies were on the Gold Coast and yeah. Hamish and Andy and all those guys were drunk onto the Tay Show the next morning. <laughs> Everyone at Arik's just like, uh, selling property. <laughs> I, I feel for those guys having open homes the following day of that, right? <laughs> I've, I've always, every time I think of a conference, it's like, yeah, six months now, I'm going to be looking my best. Never happened. Oh, that's because. Do you wear your kilt, though? Oh, well, so I have, I have now, bear in mind, with a kilt, right, it's the formal Scottish outfit, and because we're still part of the, the, the United Kingdom, yep. a black tie event is legitimately good. It's fine for me to wear the kilt. I haven't, uh, I haven't done it yet, but maybe next time we'll have to make a promise. Next black tie invite. Kilt's coming out. Kilt's coming out. I would out. love to see that. I would <laughs> love to see. We need photos. It needs to be documented. Let the world know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and that's basically it. We just want to enjoy information and we want to give it to people and that's what we're here to do. So mm. um, conferences like Eric are a great way to experience that and hopefully in the future we'll be able to bring you guys more content from different events we attend to, to better educate you guys as well. 100%. Yeah, what's the conference you're going to? Uh, so the one at the end, of, oh, actually not at the end of the year, it's not, it's next month actually. Jeez, it's coming up fast. Um, I'm actually going to one in Vegas, um, which once again, these conferences Vegas. are in party towns. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> With good reason. <laughs> it must be a draw card to get people to go to. <laughs> um, so the one I'm going to is actually a more tech-based conference yep. and it's more, it's called Iman Connect That'll and cool. it'll have close to 10,000 agents attending it. So it's a massive conference. Mm. But it's more about preparing your business for 18 months to two years' time rather than Eric, which is all about preparing yourself for next week. Yeah, so cool. um, mm. they try to educate you on what potentially is coming, what you should be looking for, how you should be enhancing your business. So for me, it's going to be a little bit of a different one. will be fun though because I think we're going to do a live podcast from me over there back to you guys here in Hobart. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that should be interesting. I'll call in via Skype. We'll hear all the slot machines in the background. <laughs> just have um, special guest Elvis impersonators as well. <laughs> I'll see what I can do for you guys because that could be really fun. <laughs> we're in Vegas, peepee. Yeah, so it could be a bit of a crazy episode. But, yeah, that's what we're here to do and that's what we're going to try to achieve over the next coming weeks. Yeah, cool. That'll be heaps of fun. Well, I think uh, that just about does us for this week, guys. It was, it was nice to... Um, Reflect on how far we've come and, and where we are and going. And yeah, let's um, do it all again next week. Let's keep it coming. Let's keep it rolling. So, uh, as we say, and every podcast says, like, subscribe, and share, and, and all those things. If you don't know where you can listen to us, I can give you a massive list. Do it. Hit, it, hit right. us, Pat. Give me every single one. Every single one. Right, yeah. We are now on Apple Podcasts, Google, Google, Google Podcasts, Overcast. Never heard of that one, but anyway, we're on it. Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Castro, Radio Public, Tune In, and Castbox. So if you cannot find us, you are not looking hard enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, and of course, our own personal website, thepropertypod.com.au. That's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah, excellent. Well, thank you guys. Uh, we'll see. You. Well, we won't see you all next week, but we'll talk to you all next week. All the best. All see the best. Guys. See ya.